stay, till the stay, day. Then you seen a nigga thought, nigga thought, th- thought, thought, throwing that ass for days. Booty going up, down. I ain't got no problem spending all of my money. Trying to see what's up, now. <laughs> you know it's all day, like it ain't nothing. Uh, shout it thick. Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Up, down, Spinning up, up, my up. Money. <laughs> <laughs> That is the, of course, the theme song in the Reserve Bank office this week. Yeah. As they deliver the bad news to the people of New Zealand and then head down to Cuba, Cuba Street, I think it might be, in Wellington there. Courtney Place. Is that where I you think. bumped into him having a beer? <laughs> no. You've oh, actually, sh- I did. You've had multiple meetings with the governor of the Reserve Bank, eh? I have. Yeah. Maybe we're uh, destined to keep crossing paths. I'm going to the Mount this weekend. I might see him again. Well, if he keeps raising the OCR, mate, the job might be open, so you might be able to take it off him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And then people would say, can we go down, down? They want us to take it down. But, mate, we've seen the 11th straight increase in the OCR this week. Unreal, eh? I'm actually... So fortunate because I've got I had two Reserve Bank uh, monetary policy statements last week. Did you? This week, yeah. I ha- I was in Melbourne for the RBA's one, and then I came home and well, just before I got on the plane, I watched um, Adrian Orr pummel the housing market a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's been been interesting, eh? Are um, you surprised by the point five? Um. Only because everyone got it wrong again. Mm. I'm I'm Nate Diaz. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Yeah, nah, neither really. I went back and looked at all the like the emails that I've been writing previously just to my client base, um, and I kind of called it. I was like, all the risk is to the upside here, you know. Mm. So, I mean, I'm only I'm only sort of surprised that it was not 25, and it, and they went 50 because everyone was saying it was going to be another 25, you know. Yeah, all um, the banks, right? I wonder All the banks so, and economists, independent economists. When when they get that stuff wrong, I wonder, do they actually default into an emotional state? So then they write articles being like, Oh, this is an unexpected increase because actually it's their ego that's been checked. Again, they're wrong in the public spotlight again. But mm. realistically, if you go back and you listen to what Adrian Orr said and the Reserve Bank have said, they're like, We're gonna keep jacking these and we're going to five point something. A hundred percent, man. Like if you go back and watch the media scrum after the last one. He was like, when we were talking about this, 50 was on the table. And then someone was like, was a pause on the table? No. It was mm. 25, 50, and 50 was very close. And we are not we are not afraid to use 50 if we have to. Like if inflation problems remain sticky, <laughs> we will do it. And, um, and then it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know why everyone's so surprised. And I think people, because the last one wasn't that long ago, right? And I no. think there's so much going on in a short amount of time, and then everyone just then goes, oh, well, has to stop. I think there's a lot of bias from people individually, whether they're economists, banks, and whatnot, with what they want to see happen. Of course. I think um, I have to be careful how I say this. I think it's a bit mean to go from, like, um, you know, 2020, let's drop it to the floor. Everyone go out and get debt. We need to get the economy going because it's we're shutting it down so the only way we can do it is take out heaps of debt and that'll get everything flowing and then two years later it's like oh about that we're just going to take it all off you and make it worse yeah so that's where I sort of agree with people like I feel like it's pretty ruthless and it's 
I mean, I mean, Adrian would know it's kind of his fault. <laughs> he would probably he would probably be feeling the heat. I imagine it's twenty four hours on from the announcement, right? And the dust has settled. But realistically, nothing's changed. No, you know the no. bank rates didn't change. People are freaking out. Maybe people that are on a uh, floating rate they might get hammered. The, uh, do those rates go up straight away, mate? At the office, I haven't seen a single bank email me saying this is changing. There we go. So. Uh, we might see some stuff on Tuesday after Easter, but... Um, I went and had a look at term deposit rates, mate. I don't think they've come back. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's interesting the way that... So, I mean, it's very hard to tell within 24 hours, but if nothing's changed over the next week or so, um, that's pretty much the money markets saying to the Reserve Bank, we don't believe that you can keep doing this. Mm. Um, you're going to... You know, it's it's too harsh. Yeah, and they might force a cut out of them themselves, you know. Um, oh, so the banks will cut their own rates. Well, oh. yeah, you know. Oh, you'll f- oh, they'll force a cut out of the reserve bank. Like there's enough pressure that they'll just roll over. Do you say? Yeah, they they might force the reserve bank to cut eventually. If you know the if the if the bond market and things like that aren't playing ball, then yeah, it's hard to say. We won't know for another week or so to get it right. But yeah, man, yeah. it's real interesting. Like. It's just been relentless. It has. 11, back-to-back. This is the highest OCR we've had since 2008, from memory. Yeah, I mean, man, like, term deposits and pie fund returns look dreamy, though, eh? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty pretty crazy. I saw you're, you've got some money in a pie fund? Yeah, I do. And you got a little return, eh? I did. I've got, uh, I've got them rolling cool. over month to month, but yeah. I, that, that one's not a bank. Uh, pie fund, but yeah. it's uh, it's out there. The money's out there, supporting cool. the economy, floating around and getting a return on it. So, so helping subsidise my rent, mate. Yeah, so fixed cost for me. Yeah, and that and that probably, you know, I don't even know if those kind of returns were available in 2020. Well, no, because the debt you could just go and people could go and get debt from the bank at like yeah. so cheap it would be three percent, two percent. Yeah, yeah, or even. You know, the data is out. There's never been more money in term deposits. So people are moving their money yeah. into term deposits. Flight because to safety. Yeah, that's right. Which yeah. is good. Because yeah. that's what the Reserve Bank's trying to force us to do. Lock your money up. Don't spend it. Yeah. Or decrease inflation. Yeah. Yeah. Stop Stop. Uh, taking taking trips to the Formula One in Melbourne, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but people will spend. Well, I think... This one's been interesting because it seems to have got quite a bit of international media coverage too because our mates across the ditch, they didn't increase their OCR. Mm-hmm. So I think that got the Aussies talking about, whoa, look what they're doing over there. I saw one of my favourite economists and one of the smartest people I learnt from during the entire pandemic, yep. Mohamed al Arian, Very, uh, very good uh, macro... Thinker, f- eh? Federal Reserve aficionado type guy. Yeah. Eh? He yeah. understands the mechanics of the monetary system very well. And he was saying, um, well, he was just like, wow, look what they're doing in New Zealand. He, you know, check, check this out. And, yeah, I mean, I think you made a really good comment that stuck with me a number of podcasts ago, and it's basically like, just remember that people can, I mean, they can turn these rates around very quickly as mm-hmm. well. I still think they'll drop before the end of the year. Yeah. I think doing this increases that chance. Yeah, they're just going to a point of, Basically, no return. Yeah. Hopefully, break, but don't break it too bad, and then go right. We've got to ease out the other side. Yeah, I don't think they'll. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be able to stick the soft landing. <laughs> yeah, I think it could be a bit harder than they're anticipating because there's still quite a bit of lag to come through the economy. Um, 
But yeah, it's uh, the faster they go up, the faster they can come down, mate. Well, <laughs> where, where I do think that it's maybe this is ill, well, not what's the right terminology, where it could be misguided, say, is that so one, one thing, right? They're basically saying we are fighting inflation. Mm. We are putting our stake in the ground and we are not pussyfooting around this and they're, they're kicking the banks to touch with yep. their expectations. they got economists on hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and they're like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And they're saying we are going to fight inflation. Now, the businesses that I'm seeing, I'm working through at the moment what tax do they need to pay at installment three for the profit they made in the 2023 financial year. This time last year, just very, very quickly, this time last year, we're telling just about 80% of clients, hey, you need to pay more tax. 2022 was a bumper for you because your tax was based on 2021. Mm-hmm. 2022, we need you to pay more. This year, I'm going through tax and I'm having two discussions, basically. Um, one, you probably don't even need to make your installment at, th- at payment three. You don't need to make your payment at installment three, sorry. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, because you're not even going to get close to what your profit was last year. Yeah. Um, hey, you need to make this payment... Um, but you can't. We need to find a solution. You don't have the cash to, and you, you're seeing it turn. Those aren't the two conversations I wanted to hear <laughs> no, about. <laughs> no, no, th- those are the ones that like stand out. That yeah, they, yeah, they basically yeah. weren't happening yeah. last year. It was kind of like, oh, you know. And some people were, oh, well, I'm not going to pay my tax now voluntarily. I don't want to let go of that cash. I'm going to pay it in April next year, and I can do that, and that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, hey, got to pay that cash, that tax. Oh. Fuck, what options do I have? Mm. You know, that money's dried up as well. Shit, we used those options up last year. Yeah, <laughs> so like it, it has turned and there was something in this statement that I can't quite find, but basically I read some data before this came out and it was around a business survey from businesses saying that this is the first time since June 2021, the main thing that they're worried about that's going to hinder their growth and their output is demand. So the businesses are noticing demand is dropping. Now, I'll give you the tip. Businesses and business owners have a lag too because out of our 130-ish clients, I'd be lucky if 10% of them check their profit and loss to understand what their sales are (laughs) and whether they've actually been profitable and understand has it increased because of inflation, et cetera, et cetera. So when enough of them are answering a survey going, I'm a little bit worried about the demand here, eh? That was six months ago. Yeah. yeah We've got a lot of people ago. going, hmm, something feels wrong. Because a lot of businesses actually just operate off a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They operate a feeling or what's in the one yeah. bank account. Yeah. A lot of small businesses. So, but in uh, the Reserve Bank's data, they are basically saying um, uh, employment's too high. Uh, businesses are, you know, they're, they're struggling to get all the work done. But then businesses are telling us in a survey, no, nah, no, nah, our demand's dropping off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is, in a, I think it was in my first email of the year back at the start of January that went out to my clients. I wrote a bit of a thing up saying, with employment and the way they want to attack it and inflation and a recession, it just feels like we're going to have an all-at-once moment. Yeah. Because... They can't scatter these things. No. They can't just happen one now and then one in six months when that one's sort of fixed. And yeah, it just feels like it's all going to hit at once, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, it's a bit, not worrying, but just be aware. Yeah. 
um, like just listen because businesses, once they start feeling it, it's already been happening, which means it is happening now. And yeah, it's going to flow through. Emilio, everyone was freaking out for 24 hours after the announcement yesterday. And it's like, hey, remember, this is the 11th straight increase. Where was your urgency at yeah, increase yeah, number yeah. three? Exactly. Yeah. Were you freaking out? Like, we were yeah. doing these pods. You didn't seem to care. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, but, you know, people, as it's gotten. Can I just go on a quick tangent? Let's do it. Why the fuck yes. do, we want, <laughs> Sorry. do we want the employment number to decrease? I know, it's bizarre. I get asked this all the time. I don't know how to articulate why we should get people to lose their jobs. Oh, I can kind of. Okay. So the reason we want them to is because they're actually in employment that's not sustainable at the moment anyway, and so they're being utilised in the economy in an area where they shouldn't actually be employed because... The government. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I don't want to. I know there's a lot of people that are into real estate here, so I'm not picking on you unfairly. It's just a good example, right? So there's, well, there's too many real estate that. agents. I've already seen that. Yeah, yeah, they're leaving quickly. So we want them to basically then be redeployed to another area of the economy where they can be better utilized and the economy goes faster and it's more productive. Mm. And we don't want 64 people sitting there not selling houses but pretending they can, whatever. You know, we're like, fucking go and do something over here. But. Mm. Usually, there's no jobs for them to go to, but at the moment, there's been jobs for them to go to, so it's mm. not working. The, the real estate agents are like, sweet, I might go sell some cars, or I yeah, might, get you know? A, get a gangster buddy salary. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get into... And I think this is one of the fundamental things that I reckon is now broken about economics. So, I, I would, we'll do a pot on this at some stage, but there's never been a better time to lose your job... And then in two years' time to look back and go, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. And actually go out there and go and rebuild your income on the global internet economy and go, mean, I don't need to go back to real estate. Yeah, we're going to do a solopreneur for yeah. podcast and talk about all these kinds of things because there's some gangster shit happening and some cool stories to look at, actually. Yeah, so I don't think that the basic economic fundamentals and kind of how some of the old people think that the economy works and stuff, like they're not necessarily, it's not like that anymore because someone will go, you know what? Like I was getting paid 60 grand in that role or 70. I might have a crack over here and I'm getting paid mm. 50 and I'm sort of doing it myself and my sales are international. There's just different things that people can be doing. Uh, but I think it is very hard for people to understand. They're like, why the fuck do we want people to lose their jobs yeah. to help fight inflation? It's really hard to explain, man. I got asked it and I was like, uh, I sort of blocked up. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> but it's a good reminder that we don't make the rules and neither do you know the Reserve Bank effectively. And because someone was saying yesterday, well, wh why are they going to hurt people when, you know, people are going to become collateral damage and stuff? And it's mm. like, yeah, but the, the rules of the game don't give a fuck about your feelings, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. which sounds brutal. It but, does. But this is just sort of how these things work. So they're like, well, we've got uh, guidelines that we need to work to and we're not there. And it's like a bit of a reset because we were living on the gravy train, man. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was a little bit too good in 2021. Even 20, well, yeah, and, and that and that wasn't normal. So, I think the hard thing for people was that they thought, and we've spoken about this before. They thought they had it hard in 2020. They thought 2020 was hard. 2021, and for some people, it was right. It was a very weird time. Mm. But economically, a lot of people were told, "Stay at home. We got you. You got 80 percent of your income." Mm. Did they really need fucking 80 percent? Probably only needed 60. Or but we less, just put, yeah. we just picked 80. Well, who yeah. who made 80 up? 
Yeah, it was all it's, done with a snap of a finger. It eh? was pretty evident that it was probably only oh. really like 40% that was needed pretty quickly, but yeah. we were like, oh, well, stakes in the ground now. Sometimes um, I look back and I'm like, holy shit, that time was wild. Yeah. Like, I, I think about it now and I'm like, fuck, if I could go back and change that shit, I would. <laughs> man, I'll get my hair cut post-lockdown. Bro, how was your lockdown, man? You are good? Like, how are you coping mentally and stuff? Oh, man, had such a good time, bro. I was getting paid to play PlayStation, yeah. man. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, fuck, oh, man. Fuck. I'm like, yo, can, do you guys do Botox? Have you seen me, man? I've aged, man, because I've been on the phone the whole fucking time trying to help businesses get through this. <laughs> You've been playing PlayStation. You know, it was wild, man. But it was just like, oh, you know, whatever. Um, it's all good, man. There's just cash floating everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, and I mean now we're paying the price for that sort of behaviour, right? And it's gonna, I mean, Adrian does say it. He's like, look, we've got blunt tools. It's all we've got. Yeah, we're gonna use them. Yeah. Um, there are other things that they can do over time. Like, there's an announcement coming, and I haven't read into it deeply yet. I said I would, uh, but it sounds like they're gonna dive into debt to income ratios, yes. which is limiting what you can borrow for mortgages. So. We we'll have to do a pot on that some stage too. Yeah, so that looks like that's in the works and behind the scenes as well. Um, I reckon, mate. Little conspiracy theory here. Here we go. Yeah, they're gonna drop interest rates because it's gonna get too hard, and then implement the the debt to income ratio at the same time. So all you house drug addicts <laughs> that are addicted to housing can't go and borrow what you want on the low interest. Oh, I see. So you can so. It, you can borrow, and it's cheap borrowing, but you can only borrow so much. You can't go out and get like two milli like we could in twenty twenty one. So that it doesn't just fuel the property market the massive again. Massive bubble again, yeah. Yeah, interesting, mm. interesting stuff. It's effectively price controls. I want to read you something from the RBNZ website. Tia Putia Matua is the uh, Maori pronunciation of the Reserve Bank of New Zealand website now, I think. But anyway, committee members agreed that the OCR needed to reach a level where the committee could be confident it would reduce actual inflation to within 1% to 3% target range over the forecast horizon. Mm. <laughs> well, it's 72 <laughs> at the moment, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, and we've now had that annual inflation rate of around 7% for over one year. <laughs> Someone asked me a very, very good question yesterday, and I thought, this is a student, this is a scholar. They said, can I just confirm... Even if they get this back to one to three percent, does that mean that the prices are still one to three percent higher than they were from the year before when they were seven point seven percent higher than they were the seven point five percent before the five point five percent? I said, <laughs> You are correct. Yeah. So no, prices are not going back to pre all of this inflation. Yeah. They will be like you always say, prices <laughs> Are going to stay here. Yeah, inflation compounds, baby, unless we have a deflation re event, not a disinflation, a deflationary event. Yes. So that's pretty scary. Like I remember, I think it might have been 2021, your legend of a business partner, Phil, posted on LinkedIn about a Subway bacon. Yeah. Bacon and Subway, how it had gone up to $3.80, inflation chat, blah, blah, blah. And I commented and I said, the craziest thing is if inflation went tomorrow, it would stay at three eighty. Yeah. And every, and like, the people were like, oh, what? Yeah. It's like people have forgotten that like, even if it goes from seven to six to five to four, that's still prices going up. Yeah. But the inflation rate is coming down. And now every time I buy Subway, I look at the price of bacon. Cheers, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> and I can confirm it's three dollars eighty. It's crazy for those two <laughs> shitty over fucking microwave pieces. There was also something in here about how the Reserve Bank is saying we have other tools to combat 
uh, things going wrong effectively in in like very um, easy to understand language. Well, look, there was a time in 2020 when the Reserve Bank opened a thing. Not only did they drop the OCR down to, oh shit, I can't remember, was it 0.25%? Something like that. Um, they also did a thing called the Funding for Lending Program. Oh, yes. Yeah, which everyone's forgotten about now. It's finished. Um, but basically, the banks could draw on that fund at super low. They're borrowing money from the Reserve Bank at super low interest rates um, and then can re-lend it out with margin on top. Just beautiful. Just like that. So just that is printing money right there. A couple of other points. The committee discussed the extent of additional monetary tightening required to achieve its remit. Members noted the rapid pace and extent of tightening to date implies monetary policy is now contractionary. The committee agreed that the full impact of this monetary tightening is yet to be fully realised. That's a little bit contradictory to being like, yeah, let's go 50, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hasn't hit yet, but we'll chuck a bit more on. <laughs> Members viewed the risks to inflation pressure from fiscal policy as skewed to the upside, particularly given the ongoing demand for government services in an environment of rising costs of provision. The economic impact of the government response to recent severe weather events will depend on the scale of damage, fiscal reprioritisation decisions, timing of activity, and how the government spending is funded. Okay. If you guys go back and listen to our last OCR podcast, uh, it wasn't that long ago. You'll be able to scroll down pretty quick and find it. We talked about the fact that he said it was just after the cyclone and the floods and they stood up there and said, please try and look through the cyclone repair bills and blah, blah, blah with wage pressure and prices because we are going to with the OCR. And me and Luke sat here and were like, so you're telling me a car dealer is going to have a whole flood of demand out of nowhere and not increase his prices? Yeah, fucking right, mate. Mm. And now, literally, from one meeting to the other, they flipped and gone like, yeah, nah, there's going to be pressure from the cyclone. We have to raise the OCR a bit more than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Le- Le- Legit, one of the comments or one of the sentences is, the inflationary impacts and spending required on the flood and weather events is, is higher than we expected. So well, we sat here on a pod too. If you go back to the June, July, it's when it's everything's going to break. It's when it will hit. We're basically saying they will undercook it. They will underestimate how much it's going to yeah. cost to sort this. And here we are. We, oh. we seem to live in fantasy land, eh? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, the, the committee also noted current monetary policy settings would continue to put downward pressure on house prices. Yeah, cool. So all of you homeowners out there, another 10% in net worth gone. Consistent with prices returning to more sustainable levels. Now, if they're going to use that, they're going to use that and ride that all the way down, eh? Yeah. Until and we, until someone finally says, "Excuse me." What's the definition of sustainable levels? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> at this stage, no one knows. Nah. Yeah. Uh, the committee considered the medium-term impact that these events will have on inflation and maximal, maximum sustainable employment when setting policy. So all the same sort of standard stuff. We've got weakening global growth, contributing to weaker demand for New Zealand's key commodity exports such as dairy and meat. Continued growth in New Zealand's service exports, in particular tourism, is assumed to provide some offset to this drop in export revenue. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, just a, a fascinating time. I think it's they've just surprised everyone with the size of the increase because everyone sort of thought, oh, things are already getting shaky, let's go 0.25, and they just said, nah, two-finger salute, we're going 0.5. Yeah. But really, like, yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no real drama here, is there? Nah, <clears> I think the drama was done going from, like, one to four. That's, yeah. the, that's the farce and the bulk of it. In your opinion, do you reckon they've gone too far? No, because inflation. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a savage. Yeah, I am. Or, I mean, this is the guy, mate. Yeah, was like, <laughs> this is the guy that's going, why are they going from 0.25 to like 0.5? Why don't they just jack it to 1.5? You know, we're trying to fight <laughs> yeah. inflation while we're fucking around. You know, I, if anything, I think we've taken too long to get here. I think was, we could find you saying, like, go for, go straight to four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that does to the uh, the New Zealand dollar. To, <laughs> Just send it. To the, the levels of anxiety in the country. Run it back, Turbo, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think as well, because, I, I mean, what I have noticed, so Keep the Change Instagram's growing from uh, middle of March just under 7,000 to uh, 13.3,000 as of today, April. Instagram followers, yeah. Yeah, Instagram yep. followers. So this podcast, though, we've been we've, – you're about to – I think this could be episode 100 for you maybe. I, I'm not sure. might have gone past 100, but there's 300-ish pods. Yeah. And for, for the bulk of it, we've been telling people that this is coming. Get ready – you know, you're on there going, I'm not joking. I like, take this seriously. It's yeah, coming. You could probably find that a year ago. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, and so part of me is like, well, well, we're just a broken record by this stage, but also kind of got that swag of, well, we told you so, but we don't <laughs> like, but we're not those sort of people. No, I don't like people getting hurt financially. No. And, and you, you, you know, you've got that real where you're saying, I feel sorry for those people that are going to lose yeah. on paper probably their yeah. their life savings and it's going to hurt them and they're going to have to try and come to terms of, you know, what how does this happen and how can we, you know, look through this and how do we zoom out and we've got to teach ourselves some new lessons and there's actually a really good opportunity to learn. But with the increase of the Instagram followers, it's very evident with people commenting and stuff where it's like, oh, you, you don't listen to the podcast or they're messaging me and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, there's 300 podcasts for you to learn from. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to reply to these. There's, yeah. I won't do any work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll end up unemployed as well. Yeah. So I'll be um, contributing to the unemployment rate and Adrian Job will be seeker. stoked. Yeah. You know, so I'm trying to help clients and stuff and I'm focused on that and people are asking questions and I'm sort of like, oh, yeah, there's there's so much content you can go and learn mm. from. And, and I was sort of thinking about this earlier because – you know, I know that there'll be there'll be people that are really upset by these sorts of things, and it's probably not going to be people listening to this podcast. But there is so much education online now, and I, I didn't learn this at uni. I nah, didn't either, actually. Yeah, and so I people just learned it purely out of interest. Oh, well, you you know, you studied economics at school. You're an accountant. Um, yeah. You know, you got to you go to uni. You're privileged. Like whatever you want to say. Basically, I'm interested in this stuff, so I've gone and dug deep and tried to figure out. And plan ahead, and then I've figured out with my strengths. Oh, I like to look into the future yep. and try and understand what's going on, and especially at a high level. So then it just naturally fills my bucket to go and do those things. Yep. For a lot of people, that would bore the shit out of them. So if it does, you've just got to go back to basics of okay, how can I get the best rate? How can I try and increase my income? How can I try and counter the fact that we've been lied to that inflation was transitory? Mm. You know, and what can I be doing? Uh, what do I want to learn when I get out the other side of this? Another good question for people. It's a money mail this week. Is, is who do you want to, to become through a recession? Uh, and how are you going to make up for lost time on the other side of a recession? Yeah. It's a great, great thing to ponder. Yeah, there's a lot of 
things to think about there, right? Each of those probably deserves uh, their own pod, but you know, yeah. don't just get stuck in the doom and gloom of oh, rates. You know, how can they do this? And they want to let people lose their job. And what what the hell? Like, I don't want to pay this level of interest. This is ridiculous. Bring it back to what you can control. And that's why for a year I just was relentless on making content about increasing income. I knew that most people wouldn't go and do anything about it, and yeah. we we're always talking about it. But we're trying to spark people's thinking. And I got a really cool message today from someone, and I'll play this to you. What about the gangster who's doing the Uber Eats? Oh, mate, Matthew, what, my he's man. a legend. Yeah, <laughs> that is so cool. Unfortunately, every time he turns up, I'm like, "Fuck!" Now I have to tip him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's costing your fortune. Yeah. You know, the, the funniest thing is that I uh, I got upsold. Man, there's some good lessons you can learn from Uber Eats. So. Mm, they, smooth operation They try and upsell you Four times yeah. By the time you pay <laughs> yeah. They've got a new one Since you've been overseas man So now it, it You order You pick your stuff you want And then for the next 10 minutes It starts a countdown And it's basically like Hey Do you want something From one of these places as well How about some dessert No additional charge Pick it up on the way Yeah we'll get uh, wow. Matthew to grab it for you Really Yeah and so anyway I'm like no way I'm not having that dessert I'm trying to stay clean baby <laughs> Anyway The other day it was like um, you know, the next tactic was, hey, you're $3 away from spending enough to save $10. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll go bolt some cookies onto my Subway, don't I? <laughs> do, I want, do I want any cookies? No. <laughs> so they done me. So I saved $10. I'm like, boom, I am winning. <laughs> and I end up with 10 bucks worth of shit that I didn't want. And then Matthew turns up with it. And I'm like, damn it, Matthew's seen that I'm ordering Coke and, and cookies and stuff. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, well, I better tip Matthew 10 bucks. So I've just let go of my 10 bucks again. But this this audio basically summarises realistically what uh, Keep the Change is about. Sorry to send you a voice message. I know you can't speed these ones up, but um, just listening to the Lotto Pod has got me thinking. Like all of my colleagues and so many of my friends, when I talk about what I'm up to in my dream and my dream car and like all of the things that I'm envisioning and imagine every day, every single one of them says like, "Oh, you'll have to win Lotto for that." and um, that's just why I think the information that you guys are putting out in terms of the belief and like all of that shit is so fucking important because no one even believes that it's possible to achieve the dream life without Lotto and yeah I just really want to like emphasize that what you're doing is so much bigger than fucking just financial literacy it's 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 just spreading the truth that if you believe and and work then you can achieve it and like I'm just surprised with how many people are not there yet. And, yeah, I'm just extremely grateful for your content, bro. It's sick. Um, Fuck. Yeah. It's a, what a gangster. Yeah, someone gets it, right? Because, yeah. you know, I know a lot of this content is actually actually about trying to encourage people to, to believe that there's a different way or that they're a bit more in control and to figure out, right, you know, you're probably not going to go sack the OCR back to 0.25% yourself and go be able to live in a mansion. <laughs> yeah. But you can if you can figure out how to do that. You've just got to figure out what your moves are. Yeah, that's the th- that's the difficult thing, eh? Like, you know, there's extremely wealthy people around now um, that lived through tough economic times before. You know, they didn't have control of the economic conditions at the time when they created the you know, the latest thing or had a new idea or just built a really good high service model. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I think uh, it's it's a hard one to explain, but man, like I'm such a big fan of doing basics really well and it, and it sounds boring, but people love to overcomplicate shit, eh? Yeah. And you just don't need to. 
No. You just need to pick something and do it real good and you'll be mean. Yes. That's literally it. Yeah, that's <laughs> how all Olympians get to the Olympics. Very yeah. few of them compete across many of the activities. Yeah. They're very good at one thing yeah. and they get rewarded for. I think the next OCR, in, uh, what was the next increase. OCR increase. I've <laughs> called it already. I've already called it, guys. <laughs> the next announcement is the 24th of March, I think. Oh, May, sorry. So we've got uh, maybe like a six weeks and we're back into it again. Yeah. That's the next one is going to be the it's going to be the fucking make or break of the nation. Do a fifty, Adrian. Oh <laughs> wow! Imagine it. Oh, it'd be carnage. Yeah. Well, I think the target he said in the previous one was five point five, um, and they'll reassess when they get there. So, yeah, I feel like between now and then, maybe not enough times passed to pull through. Lower inflation data. Yes. Well, the niggly timing, the niggly thing about this one is that the 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 March quarter data to confirm we're in a recession yeah. doesn't come out to around June the 10th. After. So 15 days later. Yeah. But will they already have that data, Michael? <laughs> oh, I think <laughs> These they are will. the things I we think, don't know. I think the Reserve Bank knows that we're in a recession or not now. Yeah. I think they've got that info or they've got, you know, indicators or whatever to say it. I I think as long as like they're not seeing negative 10 GDP, which you don't need to see because you'd feel the fuck out of that. Yeah. Um, they're looking at the inflation stuff and if they're not seeing prices come down, man, it's like if, if, they're, if they're not seeing like massive negative GDP and, you know, like farmers going broke because they can't make their loan repayments yet and uh, people are still super high employment rates, blah, 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 and prices are still increasing, expect them to put the OCR up. Yeah. And we get inflation so, data soon, I think, as well. Yeah, I think it's in like 10 days or something. I have to check, but... Yeah, that's going to be, it's interesting, you know, I saw uh, an economist, international economist, I think, say this is the, this is the rate increase that's going to tip New Zealand into a, con- uh, into a recession. Mm. So, but, but mate, it's now the 6th of April. So we're either already in one mm. because we've finished two quarters that could be negative. So then you've kind of miss that bit or they believe that we're not in a recession yeah. and that later in the year we're going to get to a recession. We should timestamp this and I reckon the last inflation print of the year will be 5.7%. 5.7? Nice. Yeah. I think I said 5.5 on the old Lighthouse uh, pod at the oh, yeah? start of the year and I think they're like point <laughs> <okay, yeah. dickhead. laughs> 5.7 and that will be too high. That'll still be too high. Yeah. But we would have rolled over by then. Ah, uh, we might start. Well, maybe yeah. not. Well, this, this was I going to ask this you. This might be the that might be the kaboom time. I've started writing down. There's three things that can happen, but I don't even know what the three things are. But I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know one of them is that Adrian just keeps jacking. He's like putting the fucking jack and just we're just going to keep lifting. Saying inflation's too high, and and there's going to be carnage. There's going to be collateral damage, and there's going to be people losing their shit. And he's just going to be like, "Sorry, my job's inflation." Yeah, and, and unemployment, and both of those are well, wrong to the scale right now. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm not listening to the noise and the carnage. I can't see it. I, all I'm tracking is two metrics. It does seem like he's got blinkers on. He's on a warpath. Yeah, yeah. So that's one option. Uh, number two is that something breaks. I guess. Yeah, I uh, yeah. 
and and then they they roll over. But like we're still not going to have beaten inflation by then. So then what happens? Do we just pretend? Oh, actually, guys, fucking fooled you. Yeah. Um, the inflation thing's not actually that bad. Wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. I yeah, I think they're definitely going to be dropping rates before inflation is under control. Me personally, I think. Yeah. At the moment, I wonder if they're trying to get as much credibility back as they can I think before they change the narrative. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I've seen seen some praising the RBA for pausing yesterday or two days ago or whatever, the Australian Reserve Bank, and I've seen others tearing them apart. Yeah. Just saying like, yeah, you had no credibility and you've just, anything you did have, it's gone. Can't fight inflation to, to you know. Save yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think they want that here. So, well, obviously they don't because no. they keep, keep, keep going. Um, but yeah, man, if they if they do another another 50, then we're getting a rate cut before the end of the year. I just want to highlight one thing that I saw post the announcement and it's basically like here's what every political party thinks and I just thought I'm going to read this to see what each of them think and they all think something different <laughs> of course fucking idiots <laughs> but, but they're using it to attack yeah the government yeah 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 to basically try and build the narrative in your head it's that oh, they've got the solution the Kiwis that politicians do that because it's telling Kiwis that they don't know that there's a difference between the Reserve Bank and the government. Yeah. I think... Oh, Nicola Willis from National. It's a punch in the guts for Kiwis. Um, the speed of this hike will leave many scrambling, trying to find hundreds of dollars more every fortnight just to stand still. Some will be unable to do that. Sadly, for too many Kiwis, this will be the punch that sends them off the edge into mortgage arrears, unwanted house sales and financial distress. Labor's big spending, big taxing, anti-business approach to the economy has failed, forcing the Reserve Bank to lift interest rates and everyday New Zealanders are paying the price. New Zealand is enduring a prolonged cost of living crisis with inflation having persisted outside acceptable levels for nearly two years and expected to stay elevated for many more months to come. Now, if I was... That's, that's kind of true, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, like, I, I, I agree. To a degree, there's a lot of truth to that, right? And, and then they also go on to say... We've got to put some comparison in, man, because you've got to have some comparison in, don't you? <laughs> New Zealand's inflation is higher than Australia, the US is, and many other countries that we like to compare ourselves. Labor's addiction to spending, restrictive immigration settings, and the huge volume of money printing and borrowing it oversaw during the COVID <laughs> lockdowns has directly worsened the cost of living. National will strengthen New Zealand's economy, restoring careful fiscal management, backing productive business, and reducing the pressure on inflation and interest rates. I'm like, yo, where the fuck do I sign up? Where do I tick, man? Where do I tick the boxes? But you know... That in a year's time, when National are in government, if they get into government, yeah. a year after that, we're going to be reading uh, Labour's Christopher fucking whoever, whatever, Chris Hipkins said that National's um, yeah, yeah, inability yeah. to fight inflation Same shows shit. that they're never actually in control of the economy. And I'll be going, well, why did I waste a year not trying to earn some extra cash or get the best interest rate or actually build some peace of mind. And I think that's a, a very important thing just to mention too. I just finished working with a client before you got here, mate, who one of their biggest issues in business is cash flow. Now, when they say that, usually it's they're running out of cash or they're struggling to get cash. This person, when we dig deeper, no, it's like a mental thing. They're like, I, I make a lot of my sales off the back of 
shit, you know, I'll sell this one cheaper than I normally do because I saw this morning that in our bank account we had less money than normal. I'm like, no, we don't fluctuate our prices based on what's in the bank account. Mm. Oh, found out that this client's not going to pay, so I just got to sail across the line at a way cheaper rate just so that, you know, maybe feel a bit better. No, 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 that's not that's not how we play the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so we're putting together a, a model for them to be able to see what money they've got left in the bank. And they're like, that's actually mitigated a lot of my anxiety around money because I realized we're not actually running out of money, mm. but I'm just being uh, conflicted by what they're seeing. So individually, if you still haven't figured out what interest rates are going to do to your household budget, mm. take your pants down and get that virtual <laughs> slap across yeah. your ass. Okay? It's been too long now. Yeah. They've... Before this 11th hike, there were 10 previous yeah. to tell you that it's been coming. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you've only just started listening and you can put your pants back up and we won't hit your ass. But for a lot of you, you deserve a smack on the ass because you should have been doing something. Uh, finally, mate, I booked some flights and stuff to go to Melbourne, of all places. Really? So I just copy what you do, mate. Yeah, nice, copy. Now, nice. for, for Christmas time, my sister's over there. Man, it is expensive to fly there, to get back accommodation and like I'm sitting there going wow the cost of this trip okay after tax you mm. know I'm working out like an accountant going that's a pretty decent chunk of, of income yeah after tax to be able to pay for this well I've been I've been in Melbourne for eight days flights accommodation Formula One tickets which are pretty grunty yeah and I had to buy them they were sold out so I had to buy them second Ooh. on the market with a little margin yeah so eight days and then dinners shopping blah 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 shopping yeah Yeah. (laughs) I'd love to know what you brought shopping well I didn't buy much (laughs) (laughs) I bought a few things I got a nice Tommy Hilfiger jacket mate like a a nice like warm sort of wind jacket yeah Um, got some new sketches okay yeah I splashed man (laughs) (laughs) Um, but just guess how much that eight days costs Including Formula One? Including Formula One. And in, okay, I'll give you a hint. The Formula One was $1,500, so that's three grand for two of us. Okay, wow. Well, well over five figures by this stage. Over 10 grand yep. for the trip? Yep. Yeah. Okay, yep. I'm looking at about $13,723. Pretty close. 16 and a half grand. Far out. For eight days. Wow. Fucking dear, eh? Two Gs a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'd imagine that Mikey who went on 74 vacations in 2022, <laughs> is probably now only going to go on three vacations in 2023. Yeah, I'm not going to do many at that price. Well, that literally... I, yeah, I kind of knew it, and, like, I had prepared You, you work your face off, and that's how you enjoy your money, right? Yeah, you yeah. Go and do that. So but I compared it to Singapore, which I went to last year, which is all I got told about before I went is, like, man, get ready for Singapore. It's so expensive. Yeah. Fuck no. I'll go back to Singapore in a heartbeat, man. <laughs> Flights are, like, the same price. The accommodation was better for the same price. The Formula One race was a little bit more expensive, but the the living there, no worries. Wow. Mm. Yeah, this made me go, oh man, this is that's quite a lot. And and also, I think it's magnified by the fact that I've got a trip to America this year. I've mm. got a trip to, uh, gee, I sound like a good welcome to the club, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fucking taking as many holidays as you. I'm taking my work, you know. I'll yeah. be, nah, um, and I've just got like wedding and stuff overseas. Then I'm bolting on some travel. And Taz and I are going through purchasing of the flights and accommodation stuff the other day. And she's like, "Oh, you know, we'll just pay for that out of our savings." I was like, "Oh, you do realize we've basically depleted those?" Eh? She's like, "Oh, what? What?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, well, those flights and then those ones." So even me, uh, I'm going, and, and you know, statistically, 
Mm. I, I would be in the economic data saying that you and I would be the least impacted by inflation. Mm. Even I am going far out. This is uh this, this is dear, making man. yeah. Do I really need to go on like another trip? Yeah. Uh, when things are popping up, and I'm sort of going, oh, maybe I'll just pull back a little bit, or yeah, yeah. And and I think a part of that too is when you start pricing things in. Okay, I'm paying forty percent tax, and when you start going, oh, okay, man, that's well, fucking <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you pay for this thing, these these things. And, and I mean, like the people would probably be like, "Oh yeah, what a problem to have." But you know, <laughs> once you once you start going, "Shit, okay, I made that chunk of money, but I got that after paying that forty percent tax." Like, fuck me, yeah, that's I just had gone. to make twenty five thousand dollars to pay for my sixteen thousand dollar trip. Yeah, more than that. More. <laughs> you, you don't even know. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking insane. Yeah, the tax probably, is out of control. Probably twenty five. So if we take off eight uh, k plus another two ten, yeah, basically. 25 Jeezys yeah. you, had, you had to make. I had to make to go on a $16,000 trip. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's stupid as shit. <laughs> but hey, you know, we. Uh, I'm sure you had a great time. inflation rate in and, Australia. And did you give Max Verstappen a wristy is what everyone's wondering. <laughs> nah, but we did bump into Valtteri Bottas okay. and and uh, Chinese guy, Zhou. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just randomly. The short guy. Is it? Nah, the, that's Yuki. Know. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, nah. he's Japanese, isn't he? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we bumped into them down at St Kilda. They were just doing like a little PR event with Alfa Romeo, the car brand, and there was only like five people there. Really? Yeah, Did you so, bowl straight in? Nah, I left them to it. Oh, yeah. Seems lazy. Yeah, I was just, I was just like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. They're just F1 drivers hanging out at the beach. Yeah, shit. So, I yeah. could have got a couple of selfies or something. Oh, I should have probably done that, but I just didn't. I freeze up a little bit with the famous people, though, because I just think, yeah. I'm you also know. not a big photo taker, man. Oh yeah, yeah, Fair. yeah. yeah. Um, if there was one Formula One person just wandering around and you bumped into them, would mm. you? Who who would it be that you get a photo with? Oh, surely Max, Michael Schumacher, but not in oh. his current condition. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> his son, his, his Mac, son's not driving anymore, right? Eh? No, nah, well, he's the test driver for Mercedes now. Oh, okay. So he's yeah, he'll he'll probably get another drive at some point. And shout out to Liam Lawson, who's a big listener of the pod. Ah, dashed, made, <laughs> made that up. What's he doing? Is he in Japan or I something? I think he's gone to Formula E, which is like emission free. Tesla losers. Yeah. Oh yeah, good on you, Liam. Well done, mate. Hey, yeah. Hey, if you ever want to come on the pod, Liam. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's a couple of young hotshots there. I think young guy called Marcus Armstrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. From there's the Armstrong good, family, well, good, obviously. Yeah, there's some Cheers, <laughs> Luke. Dickhead. This is his last name. Yeah. He's actually directly related to the guy who um, got on the moon. Neil, Neil. Armstrong. Yeah. Lance. Yeah. Neil, which one? No, Lance Armstrong is a cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he was on the moon. He was on the moon, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly okay. was. We, we should better stop this, we one, eh? this part up. These are things we can discuss. <laughs> and that kid wasn't related to Neil, so we'll get going, eh? Look at how old is Neil? <laughs> yeah. Rightio, T-Pain to take us out. No problem spending all of my money